delivering the world to your doorstep. From breaking news to in-depth features, from politics to culture, from science to sports. Welcome to SNN Primetime News with Kennedy Lucas Patterson. Hello everyone, welcome back to the SNN Primetime News. Here's the latest news. Best Buy warns of layoffs as it issues soft full-year guidance. Best Buy surpassed Wall Street's revenue and earnings expectations for the holiday quarter on Thursday, even as the company navigated through a period of tepid consumer electronics demand. But the retailer warned of another year of softer sales and said it would lay off workers and cut other costs across the business. CEO Corey Berry offered few specifics, but said the company has to make sure its workforce and stores match customers' changing shopping habits. Cuts will free up capital to invest back into the business and in newer areas, such as artificial intelligence, she added. This is giving us some of that space to be able to reinvest into our future and make sure we feel like we are really well positioned for the industry to start to rebound, she said on a call with reporters. For this fiscal year, Best Buy anticipates revenue will range from $41.3 billion to $42.6 billion. That would mark a drop from the most recently ended fiscal year, when full-year revenue totaled $43.45 billion. It said comparable sales will range from flat to a 3% decline. The retailer plans to close 10 to 15 stores this year after shuttering 24 in the past fiscal year. One challenge that will affect sales in the year ahead, it is a week shorter. Best Buy said the extra week in the past fiscal year lifted revenue by about $735 million and boosted diluted earnings per share by about 30 cents. Shares of Best Buy rose more than 2% in midday trading and touched a 52-week high of $86.11 after the report. Here's what the consumer electronics retailer reported for its fiscal fourth quarter of 2024, compared with what Wall Street was expecting, based on a survey of analysts by LSEG, formerly known as Refinitiv. Best Buy has dealt with slower demand in part due to the strength of its sales during the pandemic. Like home improvement companies, Best Buy saw outsized spending as shoppers were stuck at home. Plus, many items that the retailer sells like laptops, refrigerators and home theater systems tend to be pricier and less frequent purchases. The retailer has cited other challenges, too, shoppers have been choosier about making big purchases while dealing with inflation-driven higher prices of food and more. Plus, they've returned to splitting their dollars between services and goods after pandemic years of little activity. Even so, Best Buy put up a holiday quarter that was better than feared. In the three-month period that ended February 3, the company's net income fell by 7% to $460 million, or $2.12 per share, from $495 million, or $2.23 per share in the year-ago period. Revenue dropped from $14.74 billion a year earlier. Comparable sales, a metric that includes sales online and its stores open at least 14 months, declined 4.8% during the quarter as shoppers bought fewer appliances, mobile phones, tablets and home theater setups than the year-ago period. Gaming, on the other hand, was a strong sales category in the holiday quarter. In the U.S., Best Buy's comparable sales dropped 5.1% and its online sales decreased by 4.8%. During the quarter, traditional holiday shopping days were Best Buy's strongest, CFO Matt Bylunas said on the company's earnings call. Comparable sales were down 5% year-over-year in November but fell just 2% in December around the gift-giving holidays. 
January was the weakest month during the quarter, with comparable sales down 12%, he said. Barry said customers were very deal-focused through the holiday season. Sales on days known for deep discounts like Black Friday and the week of Cyber Monday matched expectations, but the December sales lull was worse than expected. Demand was stronger than the company anticipated in the four days before Christmas. Newly listed Birkenstock beats revenue expectations on higher pricing, U.S. demand. Birkenstock on Thursday beat holiday quarter revenue expectations, reporting a 22% year-on-year jump, as the German sandal company benefited from higher pricing and rising U.S. demand. As a newly public company, Birkenstock is still getting into a public reporting rhythm and only just released its fiscal 2023 results and 2024 guidance a little over a month ago. On Thursday, it said it stands by guidance issued then and still expects sales to be between 1.74 billion euros and 1.76 billion euros, $1.89 billion and $1.91 billion, representing growth of 17% to 18%. The shoemaker, which started trading on the New York Stock Exchange under the ticker Birk in October, saw a muted debut when it first hit the public markets, with shares sliding more than 12% on its first day as a public company. The stock has since rebounded and is up more than 5% this year, as of the Wednesday close. Birkenstock shares traded more than 6% lower early Thursday. Here's how the shoemaker did in its fiscal first quarter compared with what Wall Street was anticipating, based on a survey of analysts by LSEG, formerly known as Refinitiv, the company reported a net loss of 7.15 million euros for the three-month period that ended December 31st, or a loss of 4 euro cents per share. A year earlier, it reported a loss of 9.19 million euros, or a loss of 5 euro cents per share. Excluding one-time items, Birkenstock reported a profit of 17 million euros, or 9 euro cents per share. Sales rose to 302.9 million euros, up 22% from 248.5 million euros a year earlier. Adjusted earnings before interest, taxation, depreciation and amortization EBITDA rose 12% year-on-year to 81 million euros with an adjusted EBITDA margin of 26.9%, down from 29.1% a year earlier. The retailer has been making strides to grow its direct-to-consumer business, which comes with better profits and more customer insights than relying on wholesale partners. CEO Oliver Reichert has said the company deliberately engineers its distribution strategy so demand is higher than supply but it's working to double its production capabilities over the next three years to narrow that gap. The chief executive said those investments, along with other efforts the company is undertaking to drive growth, is having a planned but temporary impact to profitability. The company's gross profit margin inched down to 61% from 61.7% during the same period last year, with Birkenstock citing unfavorable currency translation and the planned, temporary underabsorption from our ongoing capacity expansion. The company said it continues to carefully track input costs and is mitigating inflationary pressures with executed, selective price increases. In Europe, the company said it had two consecutive price adjustments with no signs of rejection. For the first time, closed-toe shoes, including everything from sneakers to clogs, accounted for a larger percentage of sales than sandals, executives said. Strong sales outside of Birkenstock's traditional sandal have given the company a boost during the fall and winter months when people aren't buying open-toed shoes as often and opens up an additional growth area for the retailer. It's a broadly-based closed-toe business right now, and I think that's quite significant to say that this was the first time that non-sandals were the larger percentage of our business, said David Kahan, Birkenstock's president of the Americas.
During the quarter, Birkenstock saw more gains in its direct channels and said DTC sales accounted for 53% of overall revenue. While DTC is strong and a focus for the business, Birkenstock is still seeing robust demand across its wholesale channels, even as other retailers contend with a slowdown in orders as department stores and other big-box stores look to keep inventory levels in check and grapple with uncertain demand. Executives noted that wholesalers are not only increasing their orders for Birkenstock's products, they're also increasingly opting for early delivery days to keep up with demand. As other retailers like Nike, Under Armour, and Timberland owner VF Corporation contend with soft demand in North America, Birkenstock reported outsized strength in the region with sales up 21% during fiscal 2023. That momentum continued during its fiscal first quarter with sales up 14% in the region. In Europe, where demand in some parts has been softer than in North America, sales grew 32%, and in the Asia-Pacific, Middle East, and Africa region, revenue jumped 47%. The recent growth comes several years after private equity powerhouse El Catterton acquired a majority stake in Birkenstock in 2021, ending nearly 250 years of family ownership that began when German cobbler Johann Adam Birkenstock founded the company in 1774. Birkenstock's new owners set off on an aggressive growth strategy that focused on growing DTC sales, exiting certain wholesale partnerships and focusing on driving sales of items with higher price points. Within a few years, its sales nearly doubled and its market cap is now around $9.7 billion, double its 2021 valuation of $4.85 billion. Since going public, Birkenstock has used some of its proceeds to pay down debt. In the fall, it made a number of debt payments that reduced its net leverage. As of the end of December, Birkenstock was levered at 2.6 times EBITDA. Delivering the world to your doorstep. From breaking news to in-depth features, from politics to culture, from science to sports. Welcome to SNN Primetime News with Kennedy Lucas Patterson, 